0: Well, we are in a series called Draw Near from the book of Hebrews, and I want you to think about your favorite sports team for a moment, just a second here, and you know, it's usually the case when an athletic team loses one of their best players that the team just, there's no way to replace that kind of thing. And NEPC just recently experienced a big loss, Pastor Jason Pittman, God has called him to a ministry where he's going to impact youth pastors all over the nation, and we're excited for him, but of course, that's a loss for us. But we are so blessed here at NEPC because we had somebody pretty special sitting in the pews who had the ability to jump in and uh, take it just like an all-star. I want to invite to the pulpit today our newest assistant pastor, Pastor Henry Clay, And I just want to say he is not only a friend of mine, he is also a mentor, and God has blessed us with this man to be our assistant pastor in this interim period. Henry.
1: Well, I am delighted. I am an old dog, and I may not have very many new tricks, but it's nice to be back uh, in this capacity with you. Just delighted. And don't you love that little bumper video of the Drawing Near? I just I saw that on the website the other day. I think I watched it four times. I, really, I thought, this is so inspiring. Um, well, wonderful, wonderful. We're in this series, Drawing Near to, the, to, to God, Drawing Near to Each Other. And we're in the book of Hebrews. And we want to just jump right in. I do want to give a big welcome to the people on live stream who are just delighted and also the ones that are listening to this by recording, uh, that this also would stir your hearts to trust in God and to experience God in a wonderful way. Let's take a look at this passage, Hebrews 10:19 through 25. I think they can put that on the screen. Let me just read that again uh, for us. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain. That is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's what's been preached on up until now. And one of the things that makes this significant is in those three verses, those first uh, three or four verses... It's like a bullion cube of the nine and a half chapters up until that point of the book of Hebrews. I mean, this is like the, the summary, uh, the Hebrews for dummies sort of small uh, capsule of, of the teaching that we, we've got a new way to get to God. We've got a new person to help us get there, this great high priest. We've been washed clean. Uh, it's time for us to uh, get up out of the chair and move toward God and toward each other. And then there's a verse for today, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And then the verses that uh, Pastor Josh is going to share on in the coming weeks about what does that mean in terms of one another drawing near to each other. So the passage we're going to look at today primarily is that verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Uh, full disclosure, when Josh said that's the part I got, I thought, huh, I'm not sure what to say about that. So anyway, I've been praying about that, and it's been a wonderful um, two months of thinking about this, and it's also gotten me thinking, wow, Josh has to do this like every week. It's like bang, 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 bang. So I, I had two months to get ready for this. So anyway, let's see. Let's enjoy this together. So our thoughts are going to cluster today around the idea of 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 hope, and we're, we're going to look at three parts, I think you've got it there in your bulletin. We're going to look at the concept of hope and the, what is it, the uh, concept, uh, the confession of our hope, and the continuance in hope, but when we think about hope, you know, we're all, I think what one, one thing that gets our thinking going on this, because you, you can think, well, hope, it's just sort of those things you would paint in pastel colors and put up in a cross stitch on your wall or something, you know, it's like hope, you know, you name your daughter that. But when you think about hopelessness, all of a sudden you start to connect with why does this matter? You, you know people, or maybe you are that person, uh, uh, you know people that have had a stroke, they may not get better. You know people that have attempted suicide, maybe even succeeded. You know uh, of ones that have lost loved ones in an accident or in war, others that are slipping into dementia, and Alzheimer's. There's people that are struggling in their marriage or maybe even contemplating a divorce or in the midst of a messy divorce or recovering from one. Uh, there's others that have an extremely difficult and puzzling family member or extended family member, and that uh, you can't really get away. They're, they're relatives, you know? Uh, there's others that are going through a very difficult time with a child or a terrifically difficult time with a teenager or young adult. And then there are On top of that, there are respected Christian leaders that have fallen, and it's been so disappointing, disheartening. This is the kind of world you and I seem to live in. It's fallen. It's broken. Do we just throw up our hands or stick our heads in the sand? Today, we want to talk about hope. What does the Bible say about hope? And as I said, we're going to look at the concept of hope, the confession of hope, and the continuance in hope. First, let's look at the concept of hope. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Uh, We talked about the world in general, but frankly, the part that hits you the most in terms of this idea of hope and, uh, and therefore also hopelessness is the things that are in your own life that have you sometimes just kind of bummed out. You're just, you're down. You're not sure what to do about that. It could be a, you have a struggle with a particular sin that you thought you shouldn't be struggling with right now about that still. There, you may have struggles with some type of an addiction to a prescription drug, some other kind of recreational drug, some sexual addiction. There are lots of different types of addictions. Uh, you may be struggling if you're a younger person thinking, well, I, is this life even going to work out for me? uh, I, I'm not sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. One time I asked my father when I was 25, I said, what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? He'd been through World War II and all the Korean War, and he thought about it. many. he says, I guess it was you. This was when I was 25. And he's looking back and I thought, wow, I didn't realize I somehow was more difficult than World War II. But anyway, uh, uh, I was, it was, they weren't clear if I was going to even make it in life. Um, Others have struggled with, will I ever get married? Uh, Will I ever recover from this illness? Will we ever be able to have children? Will my children survive to adulthood? Will they ever get a job? Will they ever move out? Will my business survive Uh, economic troubles? Am I going to have enough money uh, when I retire? These things, all of these things feed hopelessness. It may be not always bother you, but sometimes it really bothers you. And it's not something that, you know, you have people around you that says, oh, tell me about your hopelessness. I'd love to just hear it. Just go on and on. Please, just lay it on me. And it's like they've got their own stuff, you know? So you just sort of walk around with this. It doesn't always bother you the same, but sometimes it really bothers you. And why does it matter? Watch this. You know, hope is one of the essentials for living life. It's it's not like just a casual add-on that, you know, if you really want to go, like when you go to the car wash, do you want the, just a basic ten dollar, or do you want it to do all those other things they say they're gonna do with the tires and this and the wax and everything? You know, hope isn't like just a an extra bit of wax on the car. It's an essential for living life and living life well. Because out of hopelessness, you'll get you'll get thoughts of suicide if you're hopeless enough. You 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 may Be hopeless to where you're thinking you're giving up on your marriage. Uh, That may end up with with addictions. It may, because of hopelessness in terms of something that's happened at church, you may quit coming to church or quit, quit being engaged with the people of God. Out of hopelessness, you can wear out, you can give up. Hopelessness can kill you. Now, all of a sudden, we think, okay, you got my attention, so hope's important. Okay, so let's talk about hope. But what is hope? I I think I naturally have a clearer idea of what is faith, that sort of makes sense, and love, that's pretty clear. But hope, I step into hope and it's like, oh, it just went murky on me. But hope is always focused on the future. It's it's the ability of your soul to reach out toward the future and grab onto future invisible realities and live as though they were already there and already yours. And God wants you to be full of hope. One time... Uh, Billy Graham was talking to, I think, Leonard Brezhnev or some, some uh, Russian leader over there back when they were all alive. And uh, the Russian la- leader said, uh, you know, with all that's going on in the world, uh, do, you have any, do you have any hope? Billy Graham holds up his Bible and he says, I am full of hope. Are you full of hope today? Let's go to the second point, the confession of hope. Let's hold fast The confession of our hope. Now, I want you to notice there, this is the most unexpected thing in this verse. He doesn't say, let's hold fast hope, which is what you would think he would say. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Well, I wonder what that's talking about. In other words, he's not just saying it's just something in in your heart, in your mind, in the quietness of your own self, you're just sort of, whatever that means, holding on to hope. He says I'm going to give you something a little bit more tangible. I want you to hold on to the confession of your hope. It's talking about what you it's it's talking about what you say you believe. To tell yourself, to tell others. Not just to believe, but talk like you believe. Say it, declare it. And I want to give you a simple confession of your hope today. Uh, Just as a suggestion, doesn't have to be this one, but these these are perfectly true things that our hope is grounded in. And the confession, simple confession of your hope I'm going to give you today to take with you is, God is with me, God is for me, God is faithful. God is with me. I mean, Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, Emmanuel, God with us. God is for me. He already gave you His Son. Uh, uh, Romans 5 says, how how will he not also get with him freely give you everything else? He already gave you the the big one, Jesus. God is with me. God is for me. And we see in our passage here, for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. What does that mean? It means what he says he will do. You can count on him. You can count on him. Now, we're not saying that everything's always going to work out. Of course it doesn't. I was talking to a friend who's uh, very advanced cancer up in New England. And he says, well, I'm not sure if I should pray uh, for healing. I don't know what God's will is. I said, you don't have to know what God's will is. All you he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and will be given you. Don't complicate it. He says, if, you, if you're if you walking with me and trying to live according to the Scripture, if you want it, ask for it. Now, he'll give it to you If if when? Uh, If and when, it's it's the best thing. Spurgeon said, when we say God answers prayer, we don't mean that he always gives us literally what we ask for, but we do mean this. When he withholds from us what we've asked from him in silver, it's only so that he could bestow it upon us in gold. So we're not saying that everything will always work out just like we thought, but we are saying, listen, God is with me. God is for me. God is faithful. I'm not going to overcomplicate it. Uh, I'm sticking with this. And, and I, have a, I have a little poem I want to share with you that's a great kind of expression. What does that mean, to confess your hope, to stand in hope in the midst of a troubled world? Uh, let's, let's look at the, just two of these verses. It's not in our hymnal, but it's in some hymnals, but uh, this is just one of my favorites. Through the love of God our Savior, all will be well. Free and changeless is his favor. All, all is well. Precious is the blood that healed us. Perfect is the grace that sealed us. Strong the hand stretched out to shield us. All all must be well. We expect a bright tomorrow. All will be well. Faith can sing through days of sorrow. All, all is well. On our Father's love relying, Jesus, every need supplying, or in living or in dying, all must be well. Can you feel the hope in that poem? <laughs> it's like Paul. Uh, one time I spoke on Paul saying, I don't know if I'm which is better to, uh, to depart and be with him or to stick around. And here the guy's in jail, and they're either going to chop his head off. I mean, it's just like it's all bad, you know, and he says... And, and yet, in Paul's mind, it's like uh, on the plane, I'm stuck between the steak and the lobster. I've got to pick which entree I'm going to eat. And both of these are good things. I could I either go to heaven, and that's, well, I've been looking for that my whole life, or I could stick around. And of course, that would be great because I love being with you guys and serving you. Paul doesn't see it in a negative way, he knows all will be well. He lives in hope, he confesses hope. God, is with me, God is for me, God is faithful. Will you say it with me? God is with me, God is for me, God is faithful. Say it one more time. God is with me, God is for me, God is faithful. That's the confession of your hope. The third thing we wanna look at is the continuance in hope. We don't just want to drive by hope. You get a little sprinkle of it every once in a while, you know, like going to Chick-fil-A and just every once in a while getting the waffle fries. Uh, We want to live in this hope. We want this to be a, a constant companion, an atmosphere around us. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Hold, because God is faithful. He says, he who promised is faithful. The issue really isn't whether or not you have hope. And I want to dig in on this one just a little bit because there may be some that are thinking, well, that's easy for the rest of you, but I really am a hopeless case. I mean, my situation, because of this and this and this, is like uh, I don't have any hope. And so I don't, I don't even know what to do about that. Listen, my friend, because of Christ, there is always hope, always hope. He is our hope. While you breathe, there is hope. The question is whether you will live in it and hang on to it. That's why he says, hold fast the confession of your faith. Hope cannot fail, but you can give up on it. You can lose it out of your grasp. That's why he says, you've got to hang on to it. It's not wishful thinking, it's not self-delusion, I'm going to just say, hope, 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 hope. hope. No, it's real, but you may have have lost hold of it. Hope is flying by your instruments. They talk about how how pilots, when it's real foggy and everything, you can't see, and so you have to go by your dashboard. And the Scripture is our dashboard, this is our instruments. So even if it looks like we live in a hopeless world and have certain hopeless circumstances, we can still be full of hope because our hope is Christ. Early in my Christian life, I read a poem, one more poem, but, and I'll only share one stanza. But I tell you, this particular poem for me captured this idea of holding fast the confession of your hope like nothing I've ever read. And fra- frankly, I, I hadn't seen it written in 35 years, but I Googled it and I found it. So I'm just going to share that. And if you Google the first line, you'll find it too. So if, you, if, you, if you're intrigued, you can look it up yourself. But let, let me just share this, this poem that illustrates holding fast the confession of our hope. He says, I will not doubt though all my ships at sea come drifting home with broken masts and sails. I shall believe the hand which never fails from seeming evil worketh good for me. And though I weep because those sails are battered, still will I cry while my best hopes lie shattered. I trust in thee. As the psalmist says, "Don't, don't tell me to flee like a bird to the mountain. I'm trusting in God. What do you notice about that poem? It doesn't, hope does not require that everything work out. Everything's, in an in a earthly sense, everything's not going to work out. But it's a good thing that only 1% of our portfolio, hopefully, is invested on earth. 99% of my portfolio is already secure in heaven. It's just a matter of time. A little sooner, a little later, it's all fine. As long as God's got me here, I'm going to... Enjoy serving Him, serving people, and when it's time to go, that's great too. Hold fast the confession of your hope. Well, in closing, we've looked at the concept of hope, how it's that invisible ability of your soul to reach forward and grasp future realities and live with the benefit of them right now. Sort of like an annuity or something. I think there's some kind of a financial thing you could get on that too. But anyway, but the concept of hope, the confession of our hope, the importance of what you say, what you choose to say. God is with me. God is for me. God is faithful. Confession of our hope and the continuance of hope. But in closing, let's just cover a couple of so what's. Uh, You could say, well, that... That's all nice, Henry, and I'll, I will put that Hallmark card on my wall, but uh, can, you, can you bring it home just a little bit in some for instances? The first thing I'd like to say is to those of you who, you're not even sure why you ended up here today. You weren't planning on coming to church. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you're just having to, you found us on the live stream, what, whatever it might be. You may not even be a person that's all that into God- kind of things, you know, Uh, you don't mind visiting groups like this, but it's not really your thing. Maybe you believe that there's a God, but he's sort of uh, remote and unhelpful to you. And maybe you don't even think this kind of thing is for you. I had one, one dear relative tell me, Henry, I'm just not that kind of a person, you know, to, I don't know, pray and religious stuff, you know. I want you to know today that there are about 50 people in this room that used to say the same thing. And yet now they're all believing and loving God and reading the Bible. And thought, what happened? You were made to know and love God. And he wants you to have an encounter with him. And this might be your day. Even though you thought, I wasn't looking for this kind of a thing. But somehow God is touching your heart. You need this kind of hope. And let this be the day where you turn to God. You know, it is for sure that if you have never sought mercy, you have never received it. And today is the day where God says, I'm ready. Take take those two words of this series, draw near And as simple as that, you can open your heart and say, God, I don't even know if you're there, but if you are, I would love to know you. Please come into my heart. In fact, why don't we have a quick prayer right now? Those of you that know the Lord, you can just remember how God responded to your cry. But for you, some of you, it might be your first time. Pray in your heart with me now. God, if you're there, I'd really like to know you. Please forgive my sin. Please receive me into your family. Work in me, Lord, and help me to become your follower. In Jesus' name, amen. Secondly, I'd like to talk to you uh, uh, because a number of you are going through excruciating things, things that have you up and down on this hopelessness and hope scale. And I want you right now just to put whatever it is in your hand. This is a little metaphorical, but... um, And you'd think, Henry's an engineer, what's this, you know? But just just pretend it's in your hand. Hold out your hand there and put whatever it is in your hand that's troubling you. It, It could be your marriage, your child, your finances, your health, the health of a loved one. But put it in your hand. Whatever's the top one, two, or three things, put it in your hand right now. Close your eyes. And let's declare over what's in your hand right now that confession of hope. God is with me, God is for me, God is faithful. Let's say it together, but say it over what's in your hand. One, two, three. God is with me, God is for me, God is faithful. Now say it to God, you are with me. What, ready? You are with me, you are for me, you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, one last little word. I'd like to speak to those of you, uh, particularly on the live stream, there's a small group of those on the live stream that you know you could be coming to church, but for different reasons, you're not coming. And for those of you who are here, there's some of you that used to do a whole lot more uh, serving Christ, and for some reason, it's slowed down, or maybe it's even non-existent. I want to look at just a verse in Psalm 42, uh, which is the one as the deer pants for the water brooks. He said, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in the procession to the house of God with glad glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. I used to really be into this. I used to be coming, I used to be helping, I used to be serving. My friend, what happened to you? What hopelessness has stopped you? Did someone in the church offend you? Did a pastor offend you? Did the church somehow let you down? Were we not there when you needed us? We're not a perfect church. And I hope before too long in your wanderings to find a perfect church, you realize this isn't working out very well. And just go where God has led you. And give your whole self there. I'm not saying you have to. Paul says all things are profitable, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. Just because you don't have to get out of your chair doesn't mean you shouldn't want to get out of your chair. Don't choose to live a wasted life amusing yourself to death. God doesn't want to just give us hope. He wants us to become hope traffickers. He wants to get you to the place where not only are you filled with hope, but you're passing it out. You're contagious with it. It's your new COVID. You just, you're you're contagious with hope that people having been around you, they come away and they're a little bit lighter in their spirit. Uh, You remind them, of God and the love of Christ. Don't live in hopelessness. Hold fast the confession of your hope. Is God speaking to you today? God is with me. God is for me. God is faithful. Say it one more time with me. God is with me. God is for me. God is faithful. Hold fast the confession of your hope. And as it said in our title, hold it right there. No one else can do that for you. No one else can hold on to hope for you. You have to do it for yourself. Come to Christ. Trust Him with what was in your hand. And then bring your whole self back to be with the people of God here or if God leads someone on the live stream somewhere else or you're already going somewhere else, that's fine. Do whatever God leads you to do, but do it and start today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful God. He who promised is faithful. You're faithful God. Thank you, Lord. I I just pray for each one of us that we would not only be filled with hope today because of who you are, what you are, and what you've promised, and what you will do, but also because you can use us to touch a broken and weeping world. Lord, thank you. Help us to get up, get going. We want to gather, we want to grow, and we want to go. In the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. And all God's people said, Amen.